morning. It's good for us to gather together and worship as the Erie United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Katie, and I invite you to join with me in our opening prayer. Let us pray together. Almighty and loving God, we are grateful that you sent your Son to stand in our place and that we have the opportunity to gather as your children and worship you. Help us to settle for a moment and turn our attention from all that would distract so that we can see you and hear your word clearly. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes from 1 Peter, the third chapter, verses 13 through 22. Now, who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear and do not be intimidated. But in your hearts, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be precious in your hearing this day. Amen. So this morning we are reminded that today, today should have been graduation here in Erie. We are reminded that our seniors are not feeling the rush of being in worship this morning only to have to rush off to be at the ceremony ahead of others, their families saving seats for all of those who want to wish them well. We are stuck once again in what we have lost. But we are still honoring them this morning by focusing a bit of our worship on the theme of our graduates because they still have accomplished amazing things through the years and they will go on and do amazing things in the future, I am sure. This is merely a hurdle in their lifetimes that will show their resilience and their fortitude as they seek to answer the questions that God has put in their hearts. So as we think about our graduates today, I think our first Peter text gives some great words of wisdom for those who are moving on to a next stage of life. Miguel A. De La Torre puts it plainly. He writes, Christians are called to live just lives that are above reproach. How they live becomes their best defense against those desiring their ruin. But even when living justly fails to prevent persecution, such a life should still be lived for the sake of justice. 
Let such a life shame those who malign one's lifestyle. If questioned as to why one remains a Christian, answer courteously. Let the believers look to Christ as their example. Innocent of malice or wrongdoing, he suffered upon the cross an act that brought humanity back to God, even for those in prison who refused to hear the warnings of Noah prior to the coming flood. Our text this morning is a reminder that under all circumstances, we are to live a life that is above reproach. As Christians, we are to live lives that give glory to God and Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit in all that we do. We set an example for others in our community. So when we follow Jesus, we are teaching others how to do that as well. But when we think about it, we might wonder if the author of 1 Peter knew that we were human, right? Gordon McClellan writes, At first read, this text seems to be calling us to an unrealistic standard. Do not be afraid of those who want to harm you. Really? Do not get upset? I mean, intellectually, we can understand this standard. But when push comes to shove, is this really livable. Of course, for Jesus it was, but the point of this text is not to put distance between Jesus and us, the reader, but to do just the opposite. That is, to grow closer to being able to live like Jesus in our own lives. Of course, we may not want actually to live the life that Jesus led, as his was filled with scorn, mockery, violence, and misunderstanding. However, we who believe Jesus to be the most complete revelation of the nature of God's love and who seek to make that love real in our own lives can look to none other than Jesus for the model. The question then is how? How does this text allow us to grow close to living a life like Jesus when it so easily can be perceived as setting an unreachable standard that only Jesus met? McClellan goes on to point us toward the end of the reading where we're pointed toward our baptisms. We're reminded that we are washed clean and given new lives in the promise God makes in our baptism and that we promise to live as a child of God in that same baptism. So we aren't trying to live up to the standard of Jesus on our own. Heavens, no! We are doing so by the power of the Holy Spirit now living in us because of the new life that we have in Jesus Christ. We have died to our old selves and risen with Christ to the new life that he gives us because he has conquered death. McClellan also gives us a key piece of information about the translation of words used in this text. He writes, the word obey in Hebrew means to listen closely, to listen acutely. So, for example, when God tells Adam and Eve to obey, God is not saying, do what I tell you or else. No, God is saying, listen closely to me. Indeed, the Greek word for obedience carries the same meaning, to listen closely. What made Jesus so great was that he listened so closely to God, which led him to serve and to love humanity in radical selfless ways. In introducing the notion of obedience into this text, the author's point is not to threaten Rather, it is to awaken in us the desire to listen closely to God, to listen to God in a way that reveals our confidence in God. 
As we do so, we will avoid the paths set by those of Noah's day who did not rely on God. Their confidence in God was weak at best and non-existent at worst. Instead, ours, ours will be a story of close listening. Ours will be a story of trust, of confidence in God, revealed most clearly in our actions toward others. To live this way is to grow closer to living as Jesus did. Isn't that what we want for our graduates, to listen closely to Jesus? We don't want you to feel as if you can't live up to some unattainable standard. We want you to listen for the call of Jesus Christ in your lives. We want you to feel the Spirit blow in you in such a way that you're excited about what the future holds for you, even if your future is starting in a strange way. We want you to know that your church family is praying for you and sending you off with best wishes for something bigger and brighter because we know that we and your family have given you the best foundation we knew how. Now, does that mean that we did everything perfectly? Nope. We will be the first to admit that along the way we messed up. We confess to you that we did not know all of the answers. However, we prayed to Christ who does know all things and moved in the directions that we felt we were being led by that same Christ. Most of the time we did, with the, did this with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and in the best interest of our whole community. Now, yes, we are human and sure we went our direction a time or two, but we always keep coming back to Jesus. And well, that's something we want to make sure you know too. We want you to know that when you wander away, there is forgiveness in Jesus and there is welcome in this home, the home that is Christ. Our first Peter text reminds us that we are alive in the spirit. We are always united in that spirit. So to our graduates especially, I want to wish you the best as you embark on whatever the future holds for you, wherever that might be, whether you end up at the same college you start at or whether you decide to come home and change paths at some point in the middle of your process because the Spirit moves you in a new direction. It doesn't matter. In your baptism, you have all the identity that you need. In your belief in Jesus Christ, you have every foundation that you could hope for. Study, challenge your boundaries, listen to the word of God for where you are being called. And in the end, do not fear what they fear and do not be intimidated. But in your hearts, sanctify Christ as Lord. 1 Peter 3, 14 and 15. Do not take any step into your future alone. You do not take any step into your future alone. Jesus goes with, as do the communion of all of the saints who have gone before all of us. And your church family sends you all of the support and prayer and love that they can send from where they are. You do not go alone. So go, be alive in the spirit and do great things. Amen. And as we do, as we gather, as we trust that we are alive in the Spirit, we also know that there are things we do need to confess. And so I invite you to join me in our unison prayer of confession. Lord, you tell us if we love you, we will keep your commandments. 
But here's the thing. We do love you, but we have failed to keep those commandments. We have failed to love our neighbors. We have failed to be obedient to your call in our lives. We have failed to serve you with our whole hearts. Hear us now as we confess to you these times when we have put ourselves over you. And we finish the prayer together. Mighty one, use this time to reorient us so that we can keep your commandments and love you better today than we did yesterday. Amen. The waters of our baptisms remind us that we have been washed clean in the new life that we have in Jesus. As he was raised to new life, so have we. Let us live this new obedience to Jesus every day. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. And we continue in a spirit of prayer. Almighty and loving God, we give you thanks for all that we can celebrate today. We celebrate that you have given us the ability to take a breath each day and that we can know each other and build relationships. You are good and glorious no matter what. We lift up to you today all of those seniors in high school who have missed so much this year. We pray that you will comfort them and their families in particular. We pray a special blessing on their futures, that you would use them to solve problems that have been plaguing the world, that you would bless them with answers to problems that have stumped humanity for generations. We pray that their minds would be open to the new ways that your Holy Spirit will blow for them. We pray for those seniors in college who are embarking on their new the start of their new lives and all that is coming with that and that just feels like, ugh, we don't know what's happening. And so we pray for the new expectations for them and the new beginnings that you will provide we pray that there will be new beginnings for them as well. We pray for others who grieve or are missing things during this season of sheltering at home. We pray for communities that feel distanced and we give thanks for the ways that people have found to build each other up and strengthen relationships during this season. Reach out your hand and protect those who are working and are vulnerable. We pray that our faith in you will ultimately rule the day and help keep our fears at bay. We continue to pray for Pastor Tiffany and her family in this season of transition for all of us. We ask that you prepare all their hearts to move and to be ready for our community in Erie. Please watch over Pastor Tiffany and Pastor Joey's children and make the way for friends to be made quickly when they do come to town. We know that it is a challenge under normal circumstances, but in these circumstances, we pray for children who will think to include them in Zoom play dates and who won't be offended if they might be too shy. Lord, give them space to be themselves in this new place. We pray for the start of their new school year, that it would go smoothly for all of the students as they move toward fall. But for those who are moving into town and don't know anyone yet, Lord, we just pray that you would make a way. 
We pray for the hearts and minds of this congregation and of the Prophetstown Church as well to prepare to welcome their new pastors with open arms. We pray for Pastor Mark and his, his family as they prepare to leave the Prophetstown community and as they move to New Lenox. We pray for Pastor Katie, who is preparing to leave us, and for the United Methodist Church of Antioch as well, as their pastor prepares to retire. So many changes happening in such a strange season in our world, Lord. Lord, help all of us, churches, pastors, families, communities, to see your guiding hand. And in all of it, we pray that you would be glorified. All of these things we pray in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us all to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I do invite you to continue to respond to our God who has been abundant in God's blessings toward all of us. I invite you to share those blessings with the church, with God in that way. To, we invite you to mail them to the church's P.O. Box at 616 here in Erie or to use the bill pay function through your online banking system. And now may we go forth as beloved children of God, trusting that we are being made alive in the spirit through Jesus Christ every day. And we trust that our seniors who are venturing out into this new world will be made alive in the spirit as well, that they are able to find a defense for every frustration, every challenge that comes their way. And may they trust Jesus to be by their side in all of it. Go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace.